welcome back to this week's episode of Riding the Wall. Uh, you got both of your tag team champions of the podcast world this week. You got Justin back from vacation. How was it? It was hot. Yeah? Expensive. The weather? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't much, <laughs> wasn't much other than weather hot down there, that's for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I mean, there's a little eye candy down there, but nothing to drive right. 15 hours for. Yeah. I understand. Well, I didn't tell anybody where you was because I didn't want uh, I didn't want the fans or any of the beach girls running up, right, hindering yeah. a family vacation. I appreciate a little privacy when I yeah. get out like that. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I was looking out for you. I was looking out for you. Other than that, uh, what what did you do down there? I drank a lot. Did you catch any fish? I didn't even try. No. No. Yeah, that's all right. No. I. I uh, this was the family vacation. You know, I, I get quite a few little breaks throughout the year you know i go to florida in january and february to fish the bass nest mm-hmm. and obviously me you and jess go to bristol for race every year uh sometimes we pick up a, a bonus race here or there you know we hit little dirt track races throughout the year so i mean i get a lot of me time you know and, and lisa's real good about being real comfortable with me doing that you know we got a real good, good solid relationship so she's all the time like just go go yeah. you know <laughs> get out of my hair right <laughs> and uh so this was the family vacation you know the the uh i fulfilled a few promises i made you know getting the kids out and getting lisa to the beach and stuff like that so we're all good yeah did you go ocean side or golf side ocean yeah. I don't think I've ever been on ocean side of Florida. I've been to Savannah, Georgia, which is the same ocean I know, but yeah. I've never been Oceanside, Florida. Yeah. It was it was it was nice, but I was ready to get home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Florida's nice. You missed out on the uh the smog and fog from Canada. That was down here last week. It's kinda weird, but yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Right. Um That was How's everything in Indiana other than the smog and the fog? Uh, it's about the same. You know, corn's growing. Right. That's about keep, it. Keep the neighbors off the grass and everything? I, well, I've been trying. I've yeah. been trying. That guy, I tell you what. He's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still the same old crap, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to find my property corners. You know, I don't know if I've told you this, but I've been trying to find my property stakes. So that way I can put like a, a line of bushes or something like that to, to, without being a real asshole and just extending the fence even though I can't, I'll put up some bushes or something like that to let them know the, hey, this is the line, you know, because I don't really want to fight with anybody, but at yeah. the same time I want to keep them off my grass because I'm old and that's what I want to do. Punching that's, the face is a lot cheaper than bushes. Punching the face is, it's, it's been thought about. <laughs> <laughs> Not but that no, we, we had to, violence or anything. But well, you know, sometimes some, sometimes people just deserve a punch in the face, no, yeah, and that's yeah. how friendships start. Sometimes, right. you know. I uh, went to the races last week here in town. Same old winners. Yeah, it was. It really pissed same me crowd. off. Yeah, pretty much same crowd, same winners. They did advertise that they are going to have. Um, what is it? The July fifth race. I believe it is something like that whatever the wednesday is the first week of july i think it's the fifth um they are offering a thousand dollars to win for the modifieds which 
for this track is is its biggest good. purse so far, right? Just because it's it's just starting. It's trying to gain traction with the fans and the racers and it's on a Wednesday night, so it's not competing with any other tracks. So, I mean, they got the right idea going, <clears throat> and I really hope that this can draw a lot of modified drivers because I really want to see that kid get beat. Yeah. Um, and for those of you not around this area, maybe you are around this area, you may know of these drivers, but um, there's, there's a driver from just south side of Louisville, and his name is Ben Harmon. I think he's like 15, 16 years old. He's not a very old kid, you know. And growing up in this area, <clears throat> I have rooted for his family in figure eight racing because that's where his family right. his did all their racing. His dad is Chris, right? Yes, his yeah. dad is Chris Harmon, who if you're up around Indianapolis area, that name should sound familiar because he's been up there in the World 300 um, or the, the three-hour enduro race every September. And he's always got a chance to win every time he's up there. So, I mean, they've always done really good with the, with the racing. And now it's this kid's turn. It's... It's uh, Ben is his name, Ben Harmon. He's and like I said, he's only fifteen, sixteen years old. He's, I was went two weeks ago, or what? Well, no, it was a month ago when we went. Mm -hmm. uh, that's who I was cheering for to win. You know, I mean, yes. He, you know, there there's some things there, but for being that age, he he's a talented kid. Yes, he can he can wheel the car. I'm not yeah. I'm not denying his talents. But I would really like to see someone else win, just because in his post race interview he said. He wanted to thank Dad and Grandpa for putting in so many hours on the car. Yeah. He never said anything about him putting in any hours on the car. So, therefore, right there, I can't cheer for him. Right. I, I mean, can't do it. In, in our mind, he's sitting in there playing Xbox while Dad and Grandpa's out there turning wrenches. Yes. You know, and I, I don't agree with that. If you're going to... Not at this level. He needs to take advantage of what he's got at hand. Yes. The, the, the knowledge that he can learn and gain from Dad and Grandpa. And that's a that's a ton of knowledge right yeah. there because between them two, I mean, I was a little kid. His grandpa was racing before I can remember, you know. So that shows how long I've been cheering for that that family name at the local tracks. But now they went from figure eight to dirt. They're kind of coming more into into our neighborhood, and they're winning. But they're only beating like six or seven cars. Right. So there were seven well, a month ago when we went. How many yeah. was there the other night? Probably five. Five. Yeah, and I think that's just um, the product of being new and being on a Wednesday. You know, a lot of these racers are racing for points at their local tracks, so they're not going to come up here on a Wednesday. Use their car for and, a thousand dollar payout. Yeah, and possibly. Or... Yeah, probably five hundred bucks is, right. is usually what it was. Um, Back when I was racing at Brownstown, I think the Modifieds paid 500 to win, so it's probably not much more than that, <clears throat> But um, especially at a startup track like this. But um, there was one guy from Kokomo, and he was driving a pure stock. Really? Yeah. And Kokomo's like a two-hour drive from here. Hell yeah, at least. So, and it was a Camaro. I mean, it looked cool. He didn't do nothing down here, but right. um, it looked cool. But... Uh, so yeah, I did that. I'm hope hopefully next month they can draw in a lot of modifieds and and beat this kid. The only thing I think might hurt it would be in the, obviously July fifth, you know. But maybe well, it's the maybe, fair races, right? So but maybe people will be off work, you know, for the holiday or whatever. Yeah, and and throwing a thousand dollars, I'm I'm sure you're gonna draw a few. 
um, probably not, you might, you might not get a full field of 20, 22 cars, but who knows. Um, Wait and see. People come out and see yeah. what we get. Yeah, they had a ton of Crown Vicks. Yeah, they always do. Yeah, and we were watching that one guy just spin out and turn two every t- every lap. <laughs> Again? <laughs> turn two, turn four, spin out every lap. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I did. Um, wasn't sure I was going to go, but last last minute I ended up <clears throat> going down there with, with my dad and my brother, and we watched the races. So we've we've been to every one of them there, so we'll go on the second I think July 2nd is a Sunday. I think they're having races on Sunday and the Wednesday of fair race. Huh. So, I don't know. But they're doing a pretty good job. You know, they're they're making some upgrades to the track with, like, the the stands, some of the bad bleachers that are, you know, kind well, of they, rough shape. They, they, did, been replacing the, they did the retrack. The, they redid the track this past, I don't know, winter and spring, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And... You know, it, it does seem to do a lot better. Yeah. I think they're having some school bus races up there on one of those two nights. Well, and I, I heard something about that, but I didn't know, you know, since it's the owners of the sports drone yeah. that are taking over this thing, that uh, if they were advertising for the sports drone on asphalt or if the buses were coming to the dirt, you know. Uh, the buses are coming to the dirt, you know. Well... They used half of them last year when they were holding up the fence after that right. <laughs> after that storm took out the fence. But, uh, yeah, there's I looked. There was already probably six buses parked up there. So I'm sure they'll bring some more because that track can hold quite a few more. Yeah. You know, some turns are going to be tight for them. But yeah, uh, they are. that's going to be interesting to watch. So if you're in the area, July 2nd, July 5th, I-65 Speedway is what we're talking about. 31 South in Scottsburg, Indiana. Yep. And uh, hopefully it'll be a pretty good show. They, it has been a good show for what cars have showed up, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they're still drawing a bigger crowd. So it's it's growing. It's growing. So we're going to support that while it grows. And uh, and this this promoter knows what he's doing. He's been around the block. So he's been down at Sports Trump for years. But uh, Yeah, I think H.R. Scotty was talking about going to that school bus race. but Oh, yeah? But every time he... Anytime he gets around them school buses, he pulls out in front of them, you know. <laughs> this, this might be a good week to tell that story. <laughs> We're going to tell on you, Scotty. <laughs> but uh, you want to talk about NASCAR news before we get into that? Yeah, yeah, let's, All right. let's do that. Most of the news this week just covers Stuart Haas racing. Um, no penalties. No penalties this week. Hey, <laughs> we figured out how to avoid the penalties. Just don't race. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now Stuart Haas announced as everybody kind of expected they would that, uh, Josh Berry is going to replace Kevin Harvick in the four car. That's going to start off next year in the 2024 season. Um, I'm along excited with that, about that. Yeah. I, I think am, he's going to do good. I am. I, I, you know, the last kind of free agent I was hoping Stuart would get a hold of was Kyle Larson and <clears throat> yeah. he tried, but Gene Haas wouldn't sign off on it, you know, and, and I mean that's a you got to see both sides of it, you know, because of what already happened with Kyle Larson's image, yeah. throwing air quotes there, you mm-hmm. know, which I think it's horseshit. But um, they just couldn't take the risk on sponsors and everything like that. So I mean they're 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 the they're the two that's got money in the game, not yeah. all of us. So 
you got to respect Gene's opinion, but Tony was really going after him, and he just couldn't make it happen. And then, you know, now that we got Josh Berry coming in, and I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah, <clears throat> and he's going to get off on a good foot, I think, because Rodney Childers, who is the crew chief for Kevin Harvick right now, is going to stay in that spot. So he's going to have a lot of information, a lot of guidance to give Josh and uh, and get him going on the right track, get him going as best he can, you know, in this situation. But how many races has Josh already run in the NASCAR Cup Series right. now? He's already ran a good five or six races. Plus, he can bring some information to Stuart Haas from Hendricks. You know, he can say, hey, this is what they were doing. Let's try that. Right. I would probably start off with swapping engines. No, not no? at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'll tell you what I'm most excited about is... Josh Berry's going to get half the season, the, what's left of this season, the other half, to be shoulder to shoulder with Kevin Harvick. You yeah. know what I mean? And, I mean, that, that you can't buy that. You know, right. I mean, that is the information and the guidance that he's going to receive mm-hmm. and see how he works with Rodney and the rest of the team. You can't buy that. Right. Yeah, he's... He's going to get off on a good foot, like I said. I mean, there's... Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill, but them big shoes are also, like you said, they're guiding him, getting him that, uh, you know, that initial... Right. You know. You know, I mean, look look at the shoes Harvick got thrown into. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, it, the, I mean the, the level of... It's kind of odd how that com- comes full circle, right? Yeah, the level of confidence and guidance and uh, knowledge... It's incredible right there. Oh, yeah. And to have Stewart as your owner, you know. Yeah. I mean, which he's done a few things on the track, too. So, um, but that was news that kind of everybody expected six, eight weeks ago was going to come out at some point. I expected it, but I wasn't. But I was also holding my breath because it's one of them things that I wanted so bad. I, I wasn't even going to talk about it or Didn't want to assume it. it or, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other stuff in Stuart Haas news is Chase Briscoe is, um, let me get my notes here. I usually don't take notes, but, uh, he's getting a new crew chief starting this week at Nashville. Um, Richard Boswell is his name currently, or he was currently. Formerly, I guess I should say, the crew chief of the number 98 monster car, Riley Herbst, in the Xfinity Series. But he's going to move up to the 14 car with Chase Briscoe. And John Klossmeyer, hope I'm saying that right. He used to be the crew chief for Chase Briscoe. is getting moved to um, somewhere else in the organization, the Vehicle Performance Group, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so he's going to stay within the organization. They're just shuffling some Sounds things like around. maybe that... Maybe that his background is engineering or something, and Could they be. gave him a shot at crew chiefing, you know, and yeah, he's going back to where he's most valuable. Yeah. Well, the good thing about this is the, uh, the Boswell guy that's coming in with Briscoe, he used to be Briscoe's crew chief in the Xfinity Series, and right. they, they won eight races in three years. I think they won six races in 2020, if I was reading that, if I remember it correctly six races in 2020 so that may be right there just an instant improvement yep. 
you know. So, I mean, we've known the whole year that Stuart Haas has got some work to do. Well, I mean, all everybody in a Ford. Yeah, all Fords have know, work to it's do. It's not just Stuart Haas. I mean, it's you expect more from Stuart Haas than the rest of the Fords. I do. You know, I mean, <clears throat> Stuart Haas and, and Penske are the two big Ford dogs, you know, and ain't a whole lot going on on the Ford side. No. So. No, not a whole lot going on at all. And with Stuart Haas's um, group of drivers, they were, you know, they, they were needing to find some new ones. You know, you got Harvick going out, you got Almirola, could go out at any time. <clears throat> you know, yeah, so. And he said he would stay on for at least this year, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't, I don't look for him to come back. Honestly, I don't look for Amarillo. You think this is his last year? I think this would be it. Yeah, I think it could be. Who do you think is going to replace him? Who would you like to see replace him? Justin Moore. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might happen. It might I'll happen. You, you never know. Tony, if you're looking for a driver, you're looking for me. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, no, I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's – I'll tell you what I expect – I don't know if it'll happen or not, but I'll tell you what I expect. If Almirola retires, I look for them to bring Coaster back up. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. Because, I mean, he's been doing pretty good. I mean, he started the year off kind of slow, but over these past six or eight weeks, he's really been you know, showing what he's got in the Xfinity series. So, And for the, those of you who don't know, that's what I call Cole Custer is Coaster, you know, because... <laughs> He he disappointed me there that last few years. Yeah, you know you get an opportunity like that. If if I'm in that position, you either win or you wreck it trying to win. You know, Ross Chastain the hell out of it. <laughs> get to the front. Right. You sell merchandise if nothing else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. I mean, even if you're finishing 25th every week, at least mm-hmm. you're doing something out there that's going to make people take notice of you. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's really all we got as far as the news and NASCAR goes. I mean, pretty slow week considering we didn't we didn't race. But uh, yeah, coming up this week is Nashville. What do you think about that? I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it'll be a nail biter. I think it's going to be one of them tracks again where somebody wins by four or five seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, I just that's what I expect. But and unfortunately, it'll probably be a Chevrolet. You know, it'll probably be. Kyle Larson or William Byron right up there doing their thing that they've been doing on these tracks all year. And I, I can't be mad at that because, I mean, they're they're obviously putting the work in and getting the job done, so you got to respect it. Yeah. I am uh, – I'm going to go ahead and send you my pick right now for the uh, for the Fantasy League just so we got it on record and we can openly talk about it here. Um, this was mine. not the person that I had originally – well, mine was close, but, you know, I I sent mine last Tuesday to, right. to the group that I sent it to, so everybody knows it's fair and legal. Who did you even take? I took Ryan Priest in the 41. That's right. That's right. Now, you know, I was leaning towards Harvick. Mm-hmm. I still think Harvick's got a good shot at winning this thing. He's done pretty good you the know. past couple of years. So, but I'm, just because fantasy reasons... I'm holding off on, I'm saving him, and I'm going with Ryan Priest. I, lo- I like how Ryan Priest runs this track, and hopefully he can 
have some luck on his side. Yeah. <clears throat> I changed mine up. I'm going to go with the 24 car of Byron just because it's a Hendrick track. You know, I mean, we've raced there two years, and Hendrick has won both of them. Originally, I was going to pick uh, Ty Gibbs just because for fantasy reasons, and these are my picks only for fantasy reasons, but uh, I haven't used Ty Gibbs yet. <clears throat> Nashville's kind of a new track. might be good to just throw him out there, you know, and see what happens. But I've got some ground to make up after last week's uh, Daniel Downshift incident. <laughs> um that, well, that pissed that me awesome. off. <laughs> <I was laughs> waiting watching. all waiting all day for this race, all week for this race, because he's gonna do good, right? You know, and then third turn of the race is like, oh, he's dropped off the pace. I'm like, what the? Yeah, I was watching it live, and they went to the in car camera, and as soon as that happened, I about spit my beer out <laughs> because, you know, I, I wasn't cheering for the guy or nothing, but you know, a lot of people picked him in the fantasy oh, yeah, league like I, seven people. fortunately i wasn't one of them right and i i knew by the sound of that car when it hit 9700 rpms i was like oh, that's shit. not good if it didn't blow right there it's gonna blow soon yeah you know? yeah and that's what i was listening to the announcer say well we're just waiting for daniel suarez to just blow the car up since he downshifted like that i'm like that's great that's great it's exactly what i wanted to hear you know just makes everything better just waiting on my guy to blow up instead of moving up <clears throat> but um yeah. Where do you finish know. at? 20 seconds? Does somewhere? it matter? No. No, I think... I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. I think he was back there. Way further back than I hoped he would. Yeah. But yeah, he was in the 20-something. But I don't know. Made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have, and then we have an off week. To, an extra week to sulk over it, you know. Just really chaps your ass for a whole nother week instead of getting another race and moving on no we can't do that that's father's day yeah you know so let yeah. them have a break and enjoy oh yeah their, i'm very enjoy their families and yeah i'm glad they got to do that you know um i think they need a couple more breaks throughout the year but well they used to the two races or the two sundays they never raced were easter and mother's day years ago that's the only two sundays they didn't race during the season they yeah. they even raced on father's day mm -hmm. so i mean to me it's like maybe give them mother's day and father's day off so you know their wives aren't spending the weekend at the track like a lot of them do maybe you know these drivers can reward their significant others for being by their side throughout their career yeah you know? so yeah i agree with that Give them a couple, a couple Sundays off. Yeah. So, where do you want to go from here? Well, let me a whole let, lot of news. Let me ask you this. This, okay. this, this. I just I thought of earlier today, with the announcement of Josh Berry being picked up by Stuart Haas. But you know NASCAR, if you you know you, a few years back went to a playoff format like mm -hmm. a lot of other sports did. And this is hypothetical, but how? What would you? What would your thoughts and opinions be if NASCAR went to a draft series for drivers that are retiring? Like, they can, 
you know, Stuart Haas obviously announced at the beginning of the season, and they make that a rule too. So, and keep in mind, this is all hypothetical. Okay. If you've got a driver that's retiring, he has to announce <laughs> it before the season. Okay. So they announced Kevin Harvick and Eric Almaroa. This would be their last year. So Stuart Haas is going the whole season knowing they're going to have to replace two of their four drivers. I mean, that's a big hit. It it's, a, it's a big hit to replace one right. of these guys. Because these guys don't just show up for a year or two, you know. I mean, these are athletes that are there for, a lot of times, 15-plus years. Right. And But what would, your, what would your thoughts be if they said, here's the rules, you have to announce it before the season, and on the final year of your contract. You might have a four-year or a five-year contract, but if you're going to retire, you have to announce it before the start of your last season in that contract. And then... They... So, hold on, let me stop you there, just so I know the rules here. <clears throat> so if, like, let's say Amarola had a five-year contract, and this is year three, and he decides he's going to retire, he has to announce it at the beginning of that year, or does he have to wait till the end of his contract? I'm does he not... have to wait till year five? You I'm know what gonna... I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to say he can tell his team anytime. Okay. But for NASCAR regulations, he has to announce it before the start of his final year. He can tell Gene Haas and Tony Stewart, hey, I know i got two years left, but when my contract's done, I'm retiring. Now, he don't have to announce it to NASCAR until... Until the beginning of that the final beginning year. Beginning of that final year. I before the series start, before that season starts. Okay. Well then, you know, that gives and and I I just think it would be kinda cool to I don't know how they would work it out to where who got the first pick, who you know, or anything like that. But to me that'd be pretty cool to have one of them, but on the same on the other foot, you don't have a lot of people retire every year or quit every year you right. know i mean it's so i don't know how entertaining it entertaining it would be but reason that thought generated in my mind was because they adapted more to the playoff format format yeah i guess that's the word i'm looking for they adapted more to the playoff format and i like it i mm -hmm. do it took me a while but i like it now yeah i like it so I was just thinking, you know, I mean, these guys got to go out. And, and somebody, and I, here's what I'm going to say is a driver in the uh, in the dirt series, you know, any, any series that's below the monster energy level, you can be in the Camping World Truck Series. You know, you can. And you're eligible for the draft. And you can put yourself into the draft if you want. And then maybe in. In January, you know, because, well, let's just say in first week of, first, second week of December, they have a NASCAR combine yeah, <laughs> out in Arizona or something like that at Phoenix, you know, or in California somewhere, you know, and these owners and uh, crew chiefs, stuff like this, they can show up and give these drivers that maybe they haven't seen or worked with very much a skill challenge, you know, and 
I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. If you, once you add the combine in there, yeah, I think that's that sounds pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, something like that. The draft part of it, you might only have a couple, two or three guys getting drafted per year, you know. But hey, that's if that's part of the process. But then... you could also, you know, I mean, here here's the little side thing, side kicker to it, is as a you know this draft could take place every year. So this could this could shorten the length of these drivers' contracts because yeah. I mean you might go from getting a four-year contract to getting a one-year contract because if you're not cutting it, I've got a draft next year I can choose a new driver with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I got you. So, so it's going to keep these these upcomers. <clears throat> it's going to keep these drivers more push them to win more. It's going to push them to Right, so somebody like, let's take Ryan Priest, for example, who's in his first year of his contract. It's going to push him to stay at the top of his game or get to the top of his game a lot faster if he knows there's a whole crop of drivers just waiting to take their seat. And, along with what you're saying, the owners would just give a one or two year contract from then on basically unless something like Kyle Busch happened like the, this past season where Kyle Busch left Joe Gibbs Racing I mean it's obvious he's proved himself so yeah. he can get a five year contract from Richard Childress Racing if he wants if that's what they choose to do you know I mean it'll be yeah. up to the owners on how long of a contract these people get but I wouldn't flinch and I at giving Kyle Busch a five year deal at all no, you know I wouldn't either jimmy johnson i would i would i would flinch at giving him a five-year deal because yeah. i mean i just don't think he's invested as much in it as he was 20 years ago right so not knocking his talent i mean i think that would um that would definitely bring an entertainment value to it right you know and and maybe I don't know. Do you televise some of this combine? Absolutely. You know, kind of see what these drivers are doing, how and they're testing them. Obviously, it's not going to be on Fox 41 or nothing like right. that. You know what I mean? But for the racing fans that like to dive that deep, yeah, put it on on a you could stream speed it or channel. something. Yeah, you know, speed or something like that. You know, that, I think it'd be cool to see that. Oh yeah. So I think it'd be pretty cool. It definitely adds some intrigue to it. Right. You know? You got this guy that's struggling, like Cole Custer was last year, and, and the year before, and yeah, and the year before. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're thinking, well, he's but, up know, for he's up for um, review. You know, that means basically the young kids are coming to take your job, bud. Right, but I mean, look at how many teams are in the back every week in the Monster Series, and they've got this same driver, you know, every week back there. And I'm not saying it's the driver's fault by any means. But sometimes a driver can make that difference. Exactly. You know. I mean, to me, if you take, give me a name of one of them guys. Um, that's always in the back. Um, I don't know. You're talking about a, let's say Justin Haley. He's not always in the back, but he's not. He's not a Joey Logano. Right. But you know, to me, it's like. Let's let's take oh, uh, B.J. McLeod. Okay, B.J. That's perfect. So let's take B.J. McLeod. Don't know him, never met him. You know, he's out there doing a job I would love to be doing. Mm -hmm. But, so so props to him. You know what I'm saying? But I, I am 
I'd be willing to put a paycheck on it that if you put Kyle Larson in that car, that you just swapped them, you yeah. would see the difference. Yeah. In in the driver ability, so if you've got these guys that are announcing that they're putting themselves into the monster energy <clears throat> monster energy draft this season, and you know it might be some Joe Blow in South Carolina that's been racing dirt his whole life. Don't even never even been in a truck series race, right? You know, but he goes out there and kills it. Hits it off real well with the owners. Comes out there and makes a huge name for himself. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool because that would give the owners an opportunity to not only see what some of these just random drivers throughout the country can do, which a lot of times those are your best drivers. Right. You know, and the you old don't... shade tree mechanic that goes out here on a Saturday night in a street stock and, and just kills it. Right. But, you know, a lot of NBA teams, NFL teams, and, and hell, a lot of colleges have employees for their football or basketball programs that travel year-round and scout talent. Mm-hmm. NASCAR don't have that. Right. You know what I'm saying? These NASCAR teams... As far as we know, they don't have that. Right. As far as we know, they don't have that. I mean, there, there may be a rare opportunity where it's like, hey, I heard this guy in Brownstown, Indiana's badass yeah Stewart's gonna send somebody out there and check it out you know but i mean if that happens it's probably on a rare occasion yeah but let let them come to you show their set of skills and you know maybe you don't make it but even more importantly those drivers that don't make it they get to have sit downs with these teams and they get to discuss things with these teams they say hey work on a b and c come back next year yeah they get to see the process right and it helps them Mm -hmm. achieve their dream right you know i think it'd be pretty awesome yeah and and along with along with that what i was saying is that it 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 also not only are they going to be able to show off their talents behind the wheel but they're also going to be able to show off their talents as far as recognizing sponsors be that face for the team you know that that you don't get that opportunity until you are the face of the team you know and then you find out after that whether they're good at that part of the job or not you know and and they know what to expect when they get there you know what i'm saying these these drivers that aren't familiar with yeah going to that level of racing and that level of stardom for some of them you know, they know what to expect when they get there. They don't screw it up. Right. That's true. That would be that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be watching some owners fight over drivers and right. stuff. That would be pretty cool. But, you know, you could also say, uh, let's say uh, BJ McLeod's team gets the number one draft pick because BJ's retiring. It was announced first or however they do it, lowest in points, however. Mm-hmm. But then Rick Hendricks says, hey, I've got a guy that... He ain't working out. I'm fi- I'm firing him. So I'll buy the first round pick from you. And I'll give you, you know, the fourth spot. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now yeah. you're giving those smaller teams more money. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. you know, something like that, you know, to, to, to where they can compete with the bigger teams. A little That'd bit be better. interesting. You I know? think it would definitely add some. I'll give you a line of credit. You yeah, know, Rick Hendricks give give another Chevy team a line of credit. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. 
That would be pretty good. How'd you think of that? Uh, this just random thought, right? I yeah. mean, it was you know, like I said, it was Josh Berry's announcement. You know, Stuart Haas's announcement of Josh Berry coming in, and they got him. But thinking back to the Kyle Larson situation and everything like that, you know, it just generated hmm. these thoughts. But yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. It would be real cool. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and when 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 and if they decide to do that, I'll go ahead and put our names in the hat for the okay. draft. So. All right, that'll work. One bit of news that uh, I seen a couple of days ago, I forgot to mention. <clears throat> Justin Marks, which is the team owner for Trackhouse, um, he owns the part the, owner. Him and Pitbull. Yeah, him and Pitbull. <laughs> he owns the uh, Daniel Downshift car and uh, and the Ross Chastain car. He is going to drive at the Chicago Street Race in an Xfinity car for college racing so he's going to be teammates with Almondinger at the chicago street race so i think that's pretty cool just to see a just to see a team owner step into the to the driver role even if it's for only one race that's that's pretty interesting let's see how he drives though I mean, that's kind of jimmy johnson's yeah deal this year yeah you he's know, kind of doing the same races, thing as jimmy half owner do you think he'll do better than jimmy i, I mean you can't do much do worse, worse. <laughs> I mean, it's I've a, never seen a seven-time champion struggle so bad. I mean, uh, whose whose car is he going to be in? Uh, Colleg Racing. Hmm. I don't know if they're fielding an extra car. I mean, I'm not sure. I wonder. I wonder if Marks has a background in any of this. Yes, he has a background in street racing. That's why they. He said I was reading the um, whatever article it was. I was reading a couple of days ago. Said that. Uh, that's his his forte is is street racing. So. <clears throat> like overseas how they actually have a race on the streets not not over here how we have a bunch of yahoos just racing on the street just you know racing their their priuses and stuff but uh, but no he actually has street race experience and that's he said as soon as they announced that they were going to chicago for the street race he wanted to be involved in it somehow um so yeah he's going to be a driver for colleague i'll be so that that'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be real interesting. So, but it's going to be in the Xfinity race, right? Yes, that's in Xfinity. Okay. Um, so that'll be interesting. But one thing I had for you now, this I, I wrote this down on a scrap piece of paper earlier in the year for for times when we didn't have much to talk about. That you know things that I could just randomly throw up there that we we might be able to discuss for a minute. And uh, I've I'm not gotten. To be able to use this yet so I'm gonna throw it out now in the beginning of the year <clears throat> you know everybody was talking about Kyle Busch Kyle Busch this Kyle Busch that he's the greatest of all time and it got me thinking Kyle Busch is very good I'm not gonna take yeah, that away from you can't take that no, away from the guy I don't care if you hate him or love him you, right you gotta respect what he's done yes and this was in a moment of my transition from not liking the guy to liking the guy. So, I pondered this question. Is Kyle Busch the GOAT? Well, I mean, you can make some arguments for it, and you can make some arguments against it. Well, my quick answer to that is no, he is not the GOAT. Um, it's just like people today saying LeBron James is the GOAT. No, I'm sorry, he's not. He's far from it. Right. And 
I don't think Kyle Busch is far from being the GOAT, but I don't think he is. He can be in the conversation, but there's no way he can come out on top, in my opinion. Just because... Championships. Well, championships is one of them. You know, he's got, what, two? Mm -hmm. Two championships. When you've got three guys out there with seven, you've got a Jeff Gordon who had, what, four four championships. Um, you got some other guys out there that can match Kyle Busch right now in the game. You know, Logano has two. Um, and I, I don't know the list to go down them all, but, <clears throat> you know, there's so many drivers out there with the championships. But... It's just a different why he's not the greatest of all time, in my opinion, is just because the drivers before him that did more with less. I, I, I see that. Yeah. I can agree with that. You know, I mean look at look at what Richard Petty had. Look what he was working with. I mean, it's this basic bone car that you can get, right? I mean, of course, he had the best money he could buy at that time. But as far as the technology, the, you know, everything I mean, that goes into these cars. They were running carbureted motors, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, their seats injection. in these things were just, right. <laughs> they looked like a recliner with a seat belt on it, you know. But The tires. And open face helmets. I mean, the tires were, I mean, have came so far. And even yeah. in the last 20 years, the tires have came so far, let alone the last 40 Right. So it's just, for me, no, he's not the greatest of all time just because, and like I said, the, one of the big reasons of that is, is now, the time he's now, doing it. I'm gonna flip. I'm going to flip that on you, too. Okay. So, you know, just like you brought up LeBron James, people saying he's the go. We, we, you and I in this room right now, we that's know laughable. that's laughable. Right, that's not a fact. Right. So, yeah, he scored a lot of points and this and that, but... To be the GOAT, you have to have performed in the era where the competition has been the most brutal. Now, that's why I will say Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, those guys are the GOATs. Mm -hmm. Because if anybody watched, if any listeners watched NBA games in the 80s and 90s, early 90s, you know, you you know the Chicago Bulls, the Lakers, the Pistons, the Celtics. These guys were brawling. This was not James James Harden getting bumped on the shoulder and flip flopping like a crappie on the court. You right. know, I mean, there was none of that. These guys <laughs> no. got punched in the face. Yeah, and, and talking these, shit the whole time. Right. Yeah. And these guys performed at a level that LeBron James performs at now. While getting punched in the face. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I will say you can put a check mark in Kyle Busch's category for GOAT as far as competing with the drivers that he's competing with now because I think you're seeing a wider variety of... You're seeing more talent on the track right now than you would have in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I don't know about that. I think I think you're correct with the talent on the track now, maybe better than what was out there in the '70s. I can't see the talent being better now than it was in the '80s and '90s, just because. I'm gonna say I can name 12 to 15 
fantastic drivers out there on that track now. I right now. I couldn't do that in the 80s and 90s. Because you mm-hmm. even look at Brad Keselowski, who's not doing that well right now. But he's got, a, he's a champion. Yeah. You know, he's got a championship. Mm-hmm. He's not making a lot of news right now because he's doing other things. But he's one of them 12 to 15 right now. I don't know, man. When I'm when I think back to the '80s and early '90s, I'm thinking of guys like Earnhardt, Mark Martin, Russell Ricky Rudd, Davey Allison, Jarrett, you know, the Allison boys, the whole group of Allisons, Dale Jarrett. You know, I mean, there was just so Tim many. Richmond, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, and you're right. There was just so many. Jeff Bodine. You know, I mean, you get Walter. to thinking. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. get to thinking about it. You're going to come up with ten more guys. Um, so. And at that time, any of those guys could have won the race. And that's what I'm seeing right now, though. You know what I mean? But back then, and this this is kind of one of the things of what I'm getting at, is, is the drivers back then, they could make up for a bad car. You know what I mean? They've got a car that's just not running worth a crap. They know how to... Um, but their hands are tied a lot more now than they used to be. That's true. That's true. Um, that's that's where the debate comes in, right. you know. So, <laughs> I just they I just could think make up for it. You, you know, know, a guy like Earnhardt or Ricky Rudd or maybe even an Ernie Irvin, Bill Elliott type of guy could take a a slower car that was just not it wasn't handling all that great, but it had great speed. They could figure that out and make it work and win with that car that would have normally been maybe a tenth place car. Whereas the guys now. I don't know if a lot of them can. You've got a few guys out there that can. Larson, Bush, maybe a Chase Elliott. Uh, Harvick. Harvick, maybe a Denny Hamlin, some of the long-time guys, but maybe some of these newer Truex, guys. Yeah. I'm not too sure that Suarez can do that, or I'm no. not sure um, Even a William Byron can do that. Right. You know, at, at least as good as, as... I think Logano could do it. Yeah, I think Logano probably could. Blaney. I think he's right there on the fence. You know, he's about that point. He's a damn good driver. He is. Um, So I don't know. It's just, I go back to that all the time. And my immediate answer is always no, he's not the GOAT. But it it also goes right along with that. LeBron James, is he the GOAT or is Michael Jordan the GOAT or is is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar the GOAT? You know, you could could put a handful of guys, a handful of names in that no matter what sport you're I mean, ten people will never agree on it, you know what I'm saying? Right. You could put ten people in a room and it's never going to be agreed on. Right. But we both know Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. Those guys are the ones that were out there playing in bloody socks, you know, because their feet were fucked up and they were still performing. You know, I mean, it was. I mean, having you, the flu and still scoring sixty in a playoff game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't Lebr- seen LeBron do that yet. Right. I mean, LeBron gets his headband pulled down in front of his eyes, and he has to go out of the game. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And fuck that. Right. <laughs> That's right. just the only thing I can say. I was trying to trying to be nice with, about trying it. Trying to come up with something real quick to, but that just fits it. So, yeah. Kyle Busch definitely. I think he's going to be in the conversation for the top five all-time NASCAR drivers. I think that would be more suitable. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, he's he's got 200 career wins in the NASCAR series. You know, that's truck, Xfinity, and Monster all together. You know, right. that's pretty damn impressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he come back from a, the year he broke his leg. He come back and won three races back to back. Mm-hmm. Made it, made into the chase, won the championship. I mean, you can't, you can't just write that in a script, right? You know? So, does Chase Elliott get in the playoffs this year? Somehow he will. I think he will. <laughs> I think he will too. I think I think he's going to win to get in. I mean, as far as the points, I was looking at the points a few days ago, and he's going to have to do good. But if any, I think t- points wise, he can get there. If any of these teams think that they're safe by getting in on points, they better stop and rethink that. Because the way these penalties are falling, the way NASCAR's hammering down on everybody, I would not be comfortable going into the bubble and hoping to make it in on points. Because, yeah. I mean, look at, Chase, look at Chase Briscoe, what he got hit with. He went from, like, 14th to 31st in points. Yeah. Over one penalty. Yeah. I mean... If something happens and you get penalized, are you willing to put your going into the chase on that? You know, I'm not. Right. Right. I th- I think he's going to get in just because as the year goes on and this season progresses closer to the playoffs starting, he's going to get more aggressive. He's going to get more desperate and He's going to Ross Chastain one or two people out of the way, and he's going to end up getting a win somewhere. Um, could be at Chicago Street. He's won Nashville before. Could be this weekend. Could be next weekend. We've still got the Indy Road course. We've got Watkins, Watkins Glen. Glen before. And you got Michigan. He does great at Michigan. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... So, I mean, there's a few opportunity. And, well, we got Atlanta right after Chicago. You know, he's pretty good at Atlanta. So, you can never count him out any anywhere we go, but... I don't know. But I, I think it would be a good storyline if he didn't make it. But who knows? I think he's going to get in, though, off of so a win. So l- let me ask you this. Since we're on this Chase Elliott, it, this just popped in my head. Okay. Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman have both been out at different times this season for Alex's back problems and Chase's broken leg and suspension. Mm-hmm. But... uh who does Rick get now to go in the car for one of these guys? If if I was Rick Hendrick, I would happens. probably go for Justin Allgaier. Would you? Yeah. He's a Chevy guy. He's the same camp as Barry. That's prob- That would be my number one pick. Um, I would bring Justin Haley up. Justin Haley's already up. No, I mean up. Oh, you mean take him from Colic? Take him from Colic. Oh, I got and you. And put Allgaier in the Colic car. Because Haley's that... proved himself pretty well. I'm not, I'm not saying he's an all-star out there yet, but he's young, and you know he's he, he's out there fighting. I mean, right. he did good at Atlanta. He does he's good at Montana. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not a scrub. No. You know, I would bring somebody up like that, I think. Well, yeah. Like as a substitute driver, like they do with LaJoy. Right. That's Well, yeah. I never thought of that route. I think that's the route I'd go. That wouldn't be a bad route, you know. I mean. He's young. He's 
I mean, he's he's out there really trying week in and week out. You know? Oh, yeah. There's no... He's out there scrapping with the big boys, and he's holding his own. Yeah. So. He's letting his drive, driving do the talking. Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad deal. No. You know? I would like to see... I would like to see LaJoy get into something, you know, maybe on a a longer term basis than just one race. Give him give him a few weeks in a car, you know, and see what see what improvements he can show with that. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind seeing him going into Amarillo's seat. LaJoy? You might. I don't know how how uh how tied to Chevy he is, you know, a lot of these drivers, which that's kind of new to me, um, drivers being tied to a particular manufacturer, manufacturer, you know, um, they're, they're basically, it's like they've got multi, multiple contracts, you know, you might be contracted to this team to drive their car, but yet at the same time, you could be contracted by Ford to drive strictly Ford's. So the number of teams that you can go to, your options for moving up or moving on may be limited based on your contract with just this manufacturer, you know. And and I didn't know I didn't even know that was a thing until yeah, I didn't either. Actually I was watching I watch a lot of YouTube and I watch I watch the Haley Deegan um her YouTube channel and stuff. And that's how I learned about it. She's contracted by Ford, so she doesn't even have an option to go to a Chevy team. You know, like if a Rick Hendrick ride was to come available, she wouldn't even be an option just because she's tied to Ford. That's why I thought maybe she might be going into a Stuart Haas like a Danica Patrick. And Amarola's seat, who Amarola got from Danica. Danica, yeah. Is opening up, so... That would definitely be a name that uh, would come up quite a bit in a conversation when Almirola decides he is done for good. Um, I would definitely look out for Haley Deegan to possibly sit in that ride for at least a couple of years to see what she can do. Um, I've got opinions on that, but I'll save them for later. (laughs) Definitely move some merchandise. Definitely move some merchandise. You know, Tony's not dumb. No, no, he's a businessman. Right. You can make more. You can make money more than one way in a race car. But no, I mean, you know, we we talked earlier in our podcast season. We talked about our Mount Rushmores. You Mm -hmm. know, and I think you know for for every diehard NASCAR fan, they've got their own Mount Rushmore. And Davey Allison was on mine. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm sure he wouldn't be on everybody's. You know what I mean? It's a hell Dale Earnhardt probably wouldn't be on everybody's. I don't know how he wouldn't be, but I'm sure there's people out there that just absolutely would not put him on there. Mm -hmm. Same with Petty and, you know, Gordon and all them guys. But I think um Kyle Busch would definitely be in that discussion for a top five of all time. Oh yeah, you know definitely. And I don't think you could, I don't think you can put him up there for the goat yet. I know there's some fans of Kyle Busch out there. I'm a fan of Kyle Busch now. Mm-hmm. I think there's some diehard Kyle Busch fans out there that would argue with me, saying that he's the goat now. But I just don't think it's feasible to put him in that 
position right now because his career's not done. Right. So um, that's where I stand on that. I think he's definitely a top five contender to talk about with Earnhardt Sr., Petty, Gordon, you know, those likes those guys, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he's, right now, he's just on the outside looking in as far as being on a Mount Rushmore. Or at least my Mount Rushmore. Um, I mean, Stewart's only got, what, he got two championships, you know, and three. I think he got three. I think. Let me look it up. Yeah. Because that one year he tied with uh, Carl Edwards. They had a tie, and he ended up getting it because of number of wins or something like that. But the, uh, you know, I mean, I would, you know, to me, Stewart's on my, on my Mount Rushmore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, I mean, if you want to break down wins and starts and uh, racing in truck series and Xfinity series and everything like that, you know, Kyle Busch has got him beaten in those categories. But my my goat is going to be different than this guy's goat and this this lady's goat and your goat. You know what right. I'm saying? It's It's... <laughs> Yeah, the GOAT conversation is strictly opinionated, yeah. opinion-based. You know, and, there, and there's 20, 25-year-old guys out there that have watched LeBron James play over his whole career that never got the opportunity to watch Michael Jordan like you and I did or Larry Bird like you and I did. Right. That's what we've seen in real time. Mm-hmm. We know why they're the GOAT. You know, I mean, these guys played in, you know, in, when Boston played the Lakers in one of the championships. It seemed like every year there right. for a while. But, you know, I was watching this documentary, and I watched, you know, we watched the series in real time on TV, but we didn't know any of this that went on behind the scenes. But, right, like, Larry Bird was talking, and he said, you know, we played game, game one in L.A., and... These guys were just running up down the court against us like, you know, it was nothing. You know, the Lakers were just wasn't getting winded. They were cool and everything like that. And they came to, no, I'm sorry, they played game one in Boston. And when they went to L.A. for game two, L.A. was running up and down the court like it was nothing. So... It, it, the, the difference was it was cooler. L.A. in their Coliseum, they had a lot better air conditioning and everything like that. So when they got back to Boston, Larry Bird and some of the guys told the the, the crew there at Boston Gardens, "Don't just turn the air off. Turn the heat up." Yeah. And when <laughs> L.A. came to, they maxed it out. Yeah. I mean, there was fans in the crowd, and, you know, watching this in real time on TV, we don't realize this. Right. But, I mean, we see the fans with no shirts on and being sweaty and everything else. But we don't but know why. We don't know why. We just think they're drunk. And Right. And it just, it, you know, in this Netflix docuseries that they did, you know, Larry and Danny Ainge and Robert Parrish, they was like, hey, don't just, don't just turn the air off. Turn the heat up. Mm-hmm. And it was it was something ridiculous. It was like ninety some degrees inside there, when L.A. showed up to play Game Three in Boston, and 
they but Boston practiced all week with like the heat. That, with the heat. Yeah. They practiced all week. And I mean Magic went out of the game. I mean all these guys were just like they wouldn't even sit on the bench. They were laying down on the floor in front of the bench. These Lakers were, you know, and and here you got the Celtics running up and down the court like it's like it's just playground. Right. You know. I mean, so I mean, you got you got cool things like that that happened, but there was things that made these teams and some of these players on these teams the goats compared to what these 25-year-old men and women think they've seen out of LeBron James. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's always going to be a personally opinionated. Right. But Larry Bird's mine. Larry Bird's got to be in everybody's conversation. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> so I looked up just to make sure. I thought Tony had won three. It says he's a four-time NASCAR champion. But I'm like, no way. There's no way. You know, Google's wrong. Of course, I'm smarter than Google, right? Right. You know, so. I, I, say, I say you are. Okay. I appreciate that. But it said he won two as a driver in 2002 and 2005. Right. He won one as an owner driver in 2011. That's the one yeah. that he tied with Carl Edwards. And then he won one as an owner. So... He's got three as a driver, two as an owner. Right, and I and I was a Carl Edwards fan too. I like Carl Edwards. You know, it devastated yeah. me when he he just dropped off. You know, he didn't announce retirement. He didn't say nothing about quitting. He just, I mean, it was like, yeah, he's right. like, I'm done, I'm out. Yeah, peace <laughs> later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I've got Carl Edwards koozies, shirts, hats, you know, all this stuff because I was I was a fan of him. And when I'd go to these races, you know. You know, last time I went to Indy. Well, no, not the last time. But, you know, I was fortunate that year. I went to, like, three races that season. And I was like, holy shit, you know, I'm I'm glad I went to at least three because Carl didn't even announce he was quitting or retiring or anything like that. So I'm glad I got to see him three times his last season. Yeah. But, you know, Smoke's a champion at everything he does. I mean, whatever that guy does, he... He goes, he goes balls deep at it. You know what I'm saying? He he don't right. he don't half ass anything. So I mean, I knew he had the the two championships. Obviously, he tied with Carl for 2011. But um, you know, that's again, that's like I I don't believe in ties. Yeah. You know, so I just don't. It's especially at at that level. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to tie in a race, that's one thing. I don't even think that's possible now. Yeah, I don't think but, it's possible. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to tie in a race or you're going to tie in something, you're not going to tie in a championship. Right. I don't believe you it. You have to have a winner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you thumb wrestle for it. Right. Somebody's going to be the champion. Mm-hmm. But you... So, with all that said, let's talk about this story that we was going to get into with... Uh, with Scotty in a school bus. This is H.R. Scotty. And I know where you're going with this because this happened when we were what? Well, I was a sophomore. I think, I was going to say, you me and Scotty were, were, were we two years ahead of you? Yeah. You, you, I thought it, it was, was only one year. No. No, okay. it was. I, it was either I was a freshman and you guys were juniors, which he was driving the Omega then, so. He was driving the Omega. So it may have been his junior year. Yeah, I was going to say, we had to at least been juniors. 
Right. So, so my yeah. brother, you know, he, he, he had this, he had this Omega and this, this was a bad ride, you know. Oh, what year was that? You know, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I would say it's probably a 78. Yeah. Some, like somewhere it. in there. But it, I mean, this is an all steel car. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for people that don't know, the Omega kind of resembled kind of like a Chevy Nova. A Nova Chevelle type of car. Right. Round. It was made by Oldsmobile. And and it was shit brown. Yeah, it was shit brown. had a had a uh, tan vinyl top. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it was it was it was shit brown. But it was shit and get too. Yeah, wasn't so, bad. Wasn't bad. Uh, Even with H R Scotty driving. Right. I mean, it most if if Scotty's driving, <laughs> something's gonna happen. Now Scott Scotty always liked to go fast, but Scotty wasn't the wheel man that no. <laughs> that we turned out to be. Right. So now. We're going to school one morning, and we, uh... <laughs> I'm laughing over here uncontrollably. <laughs> so, Scotty's driving, and on our way to school, about every morning, we stopped at Save a Step to get us a Mountain Dew or whatever our drink of choice was. Which was, like, right across the street from the high school. Yeah, so, but Scotty had been driving his car for a couple of days with zero brakes, <laughs> and... I mean, these brakes for, for days were grinding to the point of, like, when he would pull up to the stoplight, he would he would hit his brakes, but it wasn't doing anything. He'd have to throw it in the drive to stop. Yeah. But, you know, it's middle of the week. He wasn't riding to school, and he wasn't getting to ride to school. So, we go out. I like the attitude. Just take it with no brakes. Right. I mean, know? I like yeah. that. I, I'm, I'm game for that. But, I can respect that. So... So I'm in the passenger seat. Well, we come out of Save a Step, and the Save a Step parking lot goes downhill to the highway mm-hmm. across from the high school. So we come out of Save a Step. We got what we need. I get in the passenger seat. Scott gets in the driver's seat, starts up, and we make our way towards that little hill going down towards the highway. You, which you you need brakes to stop at that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you, 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 I'm just putting this puzzle together for all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need brakes, you know, to to make this stop. So right. I mean, there's 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 literally like thirty, maybe thirty five buses that go to this school mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. So he he commences to hitting this hill. Shit, shit, shit car 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 ain't stopping. Well. I mean, he couldn't gun it because you got two lanes going each way. You got four lanes of traffic. You're going to hit somebody. Right. Well, this school bus is coming right towards us, and the school bus ain't stopping. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why. Because, right. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, I, the only reason I can think of is the school bus assumed we had brakes. Right. <laughs> and we That's was, their mistake. <laughs> you know, idiot. <laughs> Where they find these bus drivers at? <laughs> Jesus. So, so, we're going down this hill front end goes right out in the right hand lane of the northbound traffic and this school bus just bam hits Scott right in the front end I'm sitting in the passenger seat like I think I just spilled some Mountain Dew on me you know? right <laughs> and we we look up and it's it's not your average <laughs> school bus it's the special needs school bus <laughs> and so the <laughs> 
all hell breaks loose on this school bus. Why? <laughs> why we're still sitting in the car? <laughs> and Scott's like, shit. He's like, come on, get out with me. I was like, I ain't getting out of this car. Right. You know. <laughs> I am not getting out of this car right now. I, I have a hard time keeping my composure in certain situations. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get into that <laughs> right. on, on, the, on the radio right now. But it wouldn't have been good for me, Scott, that driver, or them kids if right. I got out of the car. <laughs> so, I mean, this this is like a fender bender. Like, I mean, it didn't even scratch the bus. You know what I mean? But it, it pushed his steel fender in pretty good. Yeah. But they had to do it all by the book. I mean, there's three cops that show up, an ambulance rows up, you know, kids are running around like their lives are in jeopardy and right. everything else. They have another school bus come and get these kids and put them on that one while they do, they do all this. And I'm just sitting there in the car like... Sipping your Mountain Dew. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> it's like, seriously, I mean, we could both go on our way. No, no Nothing is, you know, do your police report for insurance reasons and let's get on the road right there was no reason whatsoever to do any of that but scotty came pretty notorious after that morning oh yeah for <laughs> yes he did for those actions he got brakes put on that day i bet he did yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remember walking into school that morning and i'm thinking because you never know what you're walking into back then so, I remember walking in, <clears throat> front door opens up into the little lobby, and you got the, the cafeteria common area right there, and first person I seen was Scotty. You ain't gonna believe what just happened to me? I was like, what? <laughs> You're really not. No, <laughs> I was not prepared for what he was gonna tell me. <laughs> he wasn't lying. No, he wasn't lying either. You're not gonna believe what happened to me. I was over at Marathon getting getting some drinks, me and Justin, and and then he tells me what happened, and I just busted out laughing. <laughs> I I shouldn't have been laughing because you know it could have been severe, but you know hey, it was. We were '90s kids, so right. We laughed. Yeah, it it was a <laughs> it was a funny, fuck. I mean, fucking funny situation because it could only happen to Scott. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> of all buses to hit. Right. At that time. <laughs> He hits the shorter one. Right. <laughs> Which, hey, that's that's some good aim, you know, if that's what you're aiming for. That's... Well, you're hitting a smaller percentage of right. buses. But yeah. it's, uh, it's also one of them things of, like, just like you said, where are they getting these drivers? Because, I mean, we we wasn't stopping. You know, right. we never, like, even slowed down going down that hill, and this guy's just coming at us like he don't give two shits. He's moving this car. <laughs> He had had a bad morning already, and he was going to end it right there. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I remember that like it was yesterday, almost. Yep. And there was another one when, uh, while we're telling stories on Scotty, we're just going to tell on him. Um, there was one day I walked into school, and we were all on the wrestling team back then. <clears throat> And you know we were we were guys we were we were young we were on the wrestling team so we're always we're always competing against each other we're always talking shit to one another. Well, this you know? is back when everybody didn't get a trophy. Right, nobody. Know? Yeah, you had to win to get a trophy. You had to, you know, 
had to, you be had good. to back up what you were saying. Yeah. And and we did that. We well, we did that with Who's the Man contests back right. in the day. Nobody out there knows what a Who's the Man contest is, but it's basically a it, it's an MMA match right. among friends, you know. Yeah. There was really no rules other than you nope. couldn't punch in the balls and you couldn't punch in the, well, you couldn't punch, punch in the balls. balls that was you couldn't pull hair. Pull hair. That was the yeah. only rules that we had. Other than that, everything was good. So we were always having a who's the man match. And the only way you could win, you couldn't win by tapping out. Or pinning or anything no, like that. You had to win by making the other person say like if me and justin were in a, a who's the man match the only way that i could beat justin would be to make him say chad you're the man so it basically took the place of tapping right <clears throat> but that to, a to a young man that's an ego hit yeah you know yeah. so it made it even worse than an mma match yeah, you're the man, you're the man. Right, you know. You, know and you don't want to say that to another guy. No, absolutely not. No, and not what I was back then. I mean, I don't I don't think one was ever won that me and you didn't win. I don't think so. No. Um, but Anywho. back to my story. I walk into school, and we were all on the wrestling team. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> And the first person I see again was Scotty. Because anytime he had news, he was right there waiting for me to walk in the door. And uh, so I walk in the door, and I see Scotty, and he's got this jock strap on the side of his head. And I seen him from a hundred yards away. You Everybody did. <laughs> you, could not, you cannot miss this guy. And back then, Scotty had hair. His we called it his kid and play hair because it went straight up. He had a, a buzz cut for so long that it didn't fall down. Yeah. It would go straight up for like eight inches yeah. before it started to fall down. And he had that hair going on. <laughs> and he had like this Bart Simpson. Yeah, like a Bart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> and he had, uh, he had this jock strap on the side of his head. And I was like, what in the hell has Scott got on his face? So I get up there a little closer to him. <clears throat> And I'm I'm looking right at this thing, and he looks at me. He goes, "Shut up! Just don't even say nothing. Don't just just shut up." I was like, "Dude, what happened? <laughs> Why do you got your jock on your on your face at school?" Yeah. I got cauliflower ear. Yeah, he <laughs> <So>. did too. <laughs> and for those that aren't in the wrestling world or anything like that. Uh, cauliflower ear, you see a lot of MMA fighters with it. It's where their the cartilage in their ears get torn or break, and the fluid builds up in their ear, and it ruins it ruins their ears. They have to get them cut open and drain the fluid out, and it, it fucks up your ear pretty bad. But Yeah, it just looks like a puffy ear. Right. You know, yeah. It gets real thick and nasty, and yeah. uh, Scott had to get his drained and everything like that. But but he wore a jock strap yeah. to school. Yeah, he had to he had to wear that jock strap <laughs> For a good on week. his head. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, just absolutely he did, but it was... Uh, I still make fun of him to oh, this day for it. wearing that jock strap. It was, it was funny, but he handled it like a champ, I guess. He did pretty good with it. He did... <laughs> I mean, if you're going to wear a jock strap on your head, you got to handle it like a yeah. champ, right? Yeah. So good job, Scotty, for doing that. I think it made him feel tough that he got it, that he had... He, had, he wouldn't have done it on a dare. You no. know what I'm saying? If his right. ears would have been okay, he wouldn't have done something like that on Derek because he, he, Scott always cared about his image and, you know, always trying to yeah. be oh, that yeah, he guy was... and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, 
I think it I think it helped him a little bit. Helped his pride a little bit that it was from wrestling and fighting and everything like that. You know. Yeah. Oh, I got you know. I'm you know tough. I got that. I'm yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> See, here's the proof. I got a jack strap. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember both of them days like it was yesterday. The day he hit the bus and the day he, he come in wearing the jock strap. And I don't let him forget about it. No. He can't do that. Well, that's that's all the H.R. Scotty story I've got for today. But one thing, before we get into this fantasy stuff, <clears throat> one thing I talked about last week when you wasn't here was I was wanting the, the storyline after Sonoma to be that Kyle Busch has won four races and Toyota had won four races, right? Because Kyle Busch was, he was right there running second. I mean, he was ready to win that Sonoma race at any time. And that's what I was, that's what I was wanting for Kyle Busch to match the whole Toyota manufacturing in number of wins to that point. It didn't happen, you know. Ended up Truex won, so now we're at yeah, Bush prop, with three. Props Toyota to Truex, five. though. I like Truex. Yeah, I like Truex. He's uh, <clears throat> even though he's my wife's man crush, he uh, he he does pretty good. I can't really I mean, pull against him. Everybody gets their hall pass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've got mine too. So. Yeah. Who's yours? Well, it's a funny story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well roll into it. <laughs> so the old lady brings this up to me one day about who's your hall pass i'm like what are you talking about she said well every couple has this hall pass you know even celebrity couples you know they have this hall pass thing where you, you got a crush on somebody and if you ever got to meet them and had the opportunity to sleep with them you get you get to get away with it i was like well that's pretty cool who's yours and she said justin timberlake and uh, she said, well, "What was your thoughts when she said that?" I didn't care. Okay. No, he's got money, <clears throat> talented guy. Yeah. So I can kick his ass at least. Well, yeah. I mean, at least it ain't the rock. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> True. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's uh. I was like, okay, okay. And she said, "Well, well, who's yours?" And I'm like, "Lady up there at JC, work a checkup." <laughs> I wasn't expecting yeah. that. <laughs> well, I mean, who's got better chances of getting their, getting their off ass? Right? Her, her or me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that lady up there at JC. Well, I'll keep an eye yeah, out. Yeah. It's, I'll know who it is yeah, as soon as you, I see you her. You will. You okay. will. That's for sure. So, I mean, I've, I've not always been the book smartest person right but i know how to take advantage of the situation (laughs) i like your style (laughs) even if she ain't cute i get a freebie right you know what i'm saying (laughs) now you said exactly don't get mad at me play by the same rules you ever meet justin timberlake i ain't gonna get mad at you right (laughs) (laughs) well I did talk about Hunter losing his top spot. Again. Again. Yeah. And I know he is not going to like that. I'm sure he's just been 
I'm sure he hasn't slept in probably six, seven days. It's probably been longer than that. <clears throat> well, I don't doubt it. But he's got some work to do now because he's 12 points out of the lead. Uh, that's, that's not... You're not going to get that back 12 points is harder than what you think it is. Yeah. That's what I told her. You know? Yeah. Um, MoFat up in the top five. Yeah. I really didn't see that coming. <clears throat> well, I mean, them numbers jumped a lot, you know. I mean, a lot of people went higher than what I expected them to. Yeah. I hit 200. Yeah. I'm at 200 points even. One point behind Scotty. He's at 199. Are you going to pass him this week? Absolutely. Yeah. He's probably already turned in his driver, didn't he? He has. He has. Yeah. It's Wednesday, so people can still change him, so I'm not going to ask what his driver is. He hasn't told me. Well, and I turned mine in last two. And <clears throat> right. You, you, Brian, and Tyler know that. Mm -hmm. So he just he turned his in after I did, but him and I got to. Did he pick Bubba? No. Oh. No. He's saving. He, he's, he's pissed he only gets two Bubba picks. Yeah. You know. He's saving them for the last two races. Probably. He? But so it's. He actually picked a driver that I would compare pretty good to Ryan Priest, which is who I took. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That leaves me wondering. He said, he told me yesterday that he was going to pick a Chevy guy, or he was he was leaning towards a Chevy guy. Yeah. But uh, he didn't tell me who it was. And I told him, <clears throat> at that time I was leaning towards Ty Gibbs, so I told him I was leaning towards a Toyota with a Chevy as a backup, because... I was going to go with either Byron or Bowman. Um, I'm not ready to use Elliott or Larson yet. But I'll go ahead and burn Byron. I don't mind. He hasn't, even though he's been really good this year. Yeah. I mean, normally, normally anytime I pick Byron or Bowman, I get screwed. It's just, so Byron yeah. might finish 35th this week. The three Bs, <laughs> Byron, Bowman, bought you. Yep, you know? that's exactly what happens. <laughs> <clears throat> because I fell a couple spots last week. I didn't like that. You know, I was I was 11th, getting ready to make my way into the top 10, sneak up a little bit on Scotty. But no, no, I fell to 13th. Um, Earl's working his way back up there. Yeah, he, he, uh... He's up he's, three spots. He's had a good couple weeks. Yeah. I don't know. He he Go normally ahead. don't turn in his driver until right yes, at man. deadline time. Yeah. But yeah, mom, she's just <clears throat> she's came a long way. She's right there behind me. Uh, Scott, me, then mom. Not eight, she's nine, gonna ten. pass both of you at the same time. Is what she's gonna she do? She might. She yeah. hasn't turned a pick in yet. So does she talk shit when she does that? Nope. No, she's she should silent. be. She she should. Silent assassins, what yep. she is. Just picking us off one by one. Yep. Just smiling the whole time. Um, Jess is still down in 17th spot. I make fun of her all the time. <clears throat> well, yeah, you kind of got. To, I mean, she's, she's up three. Well, yeah, I have so to. She's, she's on the way up, but you got to you got to take advantage of it while she's down there. To oh yeah, I'm gonna kick shit out of her every time she's yeah. Right. If she's below me, I'm gonna let her know. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you're coming in this thing, but because she was talking some shit before the season started. Yeah, she's a trash talker. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. She always she was, follows it up with that little giggle, too. When yeah. she says something <laughs> shitty. She's like, yeah. I know. Motherfucker. 
So you can't be mad at right, it. You, know? you can't. You can't be mad at it. It's aggravating. <laughs> I know. Trust me. <laughs> but she's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come in here. I'm just gonna beat all you boys. It's like, okay, okay, let's see it. Let's see what you got. So, when she came in the first few weeks, she was in the top five. I was like, God damn it, this is gonna suck. This is gonna be a long year. Yep. And then she, and then Bristol Dirt happened, and she just threw on the parachute and she dropped to the bottom. She was like, what, 22nd? Something Did she like that. she take Lugano with that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, she took Lugano. He was out, what, two laps, three yeah. laps, something like that? I think he spun three times, hit the wall a couple of times, and then he decided to, it was done. Um, so, but she is up to 17th spot now. She's, well, I mean, and, for, and most She is ahead of Brian. Most, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brian. That's not saying a whole lot for you, bud. And Tony. Well, he's a UK fan, so right. we expect him down there. Yeah. He likes being on bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. As do most UK fans. So. But anyway, I just pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you'll have that. Yeah, that's part of trash talking. That's right. right. So, I mean, for most people in the fantasy league, it's a roller coaster all year because you'll be at the top sometimes, you'll be at the bottom sometimes. And you never know when that's coming. Except for. Hunter and Mike R. Hunter is always <laughs> at the top, and Mike R is always at the bottom. Always. So he was there all year last year, wasn't he? No, he stayed up at the top pretty. Did he? Was it late in the year it that was he fell? Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Because auto picks. So, auto pick hasn't been doing him very good no, this year. Not at all. It? He he's burned a lot of studs and has nothing to show for it. Nope. So, but Hunter, you know, who's usually at the top, like. He, he has a meltdown when he falls into second. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's insane, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, I would be trash-talking anybody and everybody if I'm in the top five. Right. Sam <clears throat> Sam has been staying in the top five for the last couple months. Yeah, you know? Sam's I mean, done really good. Sam is killing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's not picking drivers that are very common. Like, you know, you go to a road course, you're not seeing him pick a chase Elliott or something like that. It's... He's he's taking chances and he's risk. picking the Chris Busher types. Right. I mean, he's he's playing really really well right now, and it's working out good for him. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's and well, these points kind of bunched up after Sonoma. Like you got the top three, who are in their own little zip code within nineteen points of each other. Yeah, and then you get Sam in fourth, who's at one eighty five, and then after that, the points are kind of kind of close yeah all the way down to all the way down to about yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i mean and we've got i mean you look at the next three races on our schedule i mean that's not nashville anything could happen exactly chicago anything chicago street race it's a first time race i mean you don't know who's gonna be good who's gonna suck i mean you don't i mean these the only chance these teams have on being successful i feel like is if they get a driver in the xfinity race yes you know so they can make adjustments to their car all the way up to sunday morning so and then you got new hampshire but i think you're going to see a lot of points shifting or no i'm sorry you got chicago street in atlanta and atlanta is a 
it's a small super speedway, you know. Oh, so yeah. I mean, <clears throat> anything can happen. Anything can happen. I did some homework, and that right there is my homework that I've been. <clears throat> I've been looking at because I've got all my drivers and how many time I've, times that I've picked them. <clears throat> and then I've got the remaining races and who I may put in that spot. That's just my early thoughts. Yeah. I've, nothing's concrete, obviously, but I'm just trying to get a, a visual of who I've got left and how many races to use them, you know. So it's time to start doing the homework. Yeah. So if you're playing this uh, fantasy league, it's time to start digging in. It's time to... Start putting that finish line within yeah. sight, because. Um, Was it after? After this race, this race will be the middle of the season, right? Um, be race number eighteen out of thirty-six yeah. races. So yeah, I mean, roughly. It's it's the midway season. Um, we got nine, five, and two. <clears throat> I think we've got 17. what? Ten races until the playoffs start, or nine races. Without counting, I don't know. I can see them over there, but I think it's like nine nine races until the playoffs start. Ten. Yeah. Ten till the playoffs start, and then you got ten in the playoffs. So yeah, we're right at the halfway point, um, and that's when I like to do my 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 deep dive into what I've got, what I've used, where I can use my remaining people at. Um, now HR Scotty's gonna be disappointed with me because. I haven't put Bubba on there yet. Right. Um, I don't know if I'm going to put Bubba on there. Just just to piss HR off. Right. Because that's what I like to do. I'm, I'm that person that... Poke the bear. If I can poke that bear of HR, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Just just for fun. Because that's how I've lived my life so far. Right. You know, I'm all right. But... Uh, it's always fun to poke the bear. Yeah. You know, it's a, it makes for some good stories down the road. Oh, yeah. I told him I was going to pass him. I said, I don't know if I'm going to pass you this week or not, but I'm going to pass you by the end of the year. And I've told him that every every year so far. And, you know, the first year I was able to do it, last year I was not. But this year I'm going to get him. I'm going to stay close enough. That way he's got to be watching that rear view the whole time. So. What are you thinking? I see you looking at that board. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I see the gears grinding. Oh, it's all smooth shifting up here. Yeah. Yeah, ain't no grinding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, do you have plans on? Uh, do you have anything left on this fantasy league? No, I don't think so. I think Nashville's going to be a. <clears throat> I think Nashville's going to be a standout race because I here's what I predict with the fantasy league is. We're not going to see a lot of studs turned in. I think this is going to be kind of a relaxed pick. You know, like I took Ryan Priest. I feel like that's a relaxed pick. I think Kevin Harvick can win it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take Kevin Harvick because I got him chalked in somewhere else. Yeah. But I think Ryan Priest will get me a, a good finish there. I think you're going to see a lot of picks like Ryan Priest. You know, I think you're going to see some Bushers. I think you're going to see some um, Dillons. I think you're going to see some... Maybe some Graysons, I think, you know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. you're going to see that level of pick. Maybe some Kozlowski's. Uh, 
I don't think you're going to see a lot of Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott and uh, William Byron's, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So the, well, the Chicago street race is going to be where you're going to see the numbers really jump, I think, as far as our standings go. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that Chicago street race as far as fantasy goes. Right. Because I know who I'm picking. Yeah, me too. And I've had him locked in forever. And that right there on that piece of paper is who I'm taking. But uh, I'm a little nervous that there's going to be quite a few people take that number. You think anybody will take Justin Marks? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason I took Byron this week at Nashville is for the strictly to make up a few spots because along with what you were saying i think you're going to see a lot of random picks yeah you're not going to see a lot you're going of see some relaxed too. picks yes yeah. so i'm going to take that byron and i'm going to try to jump a few spots because i'm going to try to get over jason h and Riggs for sure <clears throat> because they're 11 points in front of me six and 11 and i'm trying to make up some room on mama lou you and H.R. Scotty there. I may not pass you all, but I just want to close that gap going into these next few races. Because uh, Chicago Street, it's kind of a toss-up. Yeah. It, it's a toss-up. Atlanta, it's another toss-up. New Hampshire, I think I've got a solid pick for New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to make up points with this Byron pick at, at Atlanta. Or at, at Nashville, I'm sorry. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it could be interesting. I could be cussing. Be a, it's going to be a slobber knocker. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is going to be that. So. You got anything else? No, that's about all I've got. Um, I just wanted to remind everybody listening that um, check us out, ridingthewall.com. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram riding the wall um we're new to that we haven't put a whole lot up there so stop in you know drop a line whatever good bad ugly it don't matter give us some opinions give us some questions give us i would love to see some questions what do you see what do you want us to talk about you know give us some ideas and we'll we'll talk about it um after we clear with hr yeah yeah, after we clear with HR, because he's, <laughs> he's kind of tough sometimes, but uh, we're not too worried about that. Right. But um, let's see that. Let's see this. Social media. And we're going to be at Bristol. If you're going to be at Bristol, be looking out for us. We will be in the grass field directly across from the track. Yes. <clears throat> right there. Yeah, at the front entrance of the track. Yeah. And across the street. In that grass, we, we're going to shoot to be number one again. Yeah. Um, we'll be playing cornhole. We'll have some shirts, maybe some beer koozies to hand out if you guys can beat us in cornhole. Yeah, stop we're, by, get your picture taken yeah, with stop us. Stop by, just, just even if you don't, even if you don't <laughs> want to take some, uh, even if you don't want to play some cornhole, just stop in, talk for a minute, you know. We, yeah. We'd love to talk to you, um, kind of see what our... Meet the method behind the madness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so... But that's all I've got. Um, yeah, 
Just trying to go through my brain, make sure that's all I got. Yeah, for this week. Yeah, that's all I got for this week. So wherever you're at watching the races this week, whether you're going to them in person, whether you're watching them on TV, enjoy. Um, enjoy. Go out and support that local track. You know, they always need that. So. Absolutely. Right in the face. Right in the face. And we will talk to you next week.